Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 117-109 win against the Denver Nuggets Riker. The Toronto Raptors are now 7-1, obviously the deep bench ran in this game, but you weren't able to catch most of this game, but still, really exciting win for the Raptors. Yeah, working. The, the, I hope, hopefully the playoff game, well actually, you know what, the playoff games, they can be whatever time they want, because... <laughs> the basketball is it's gonna get it's gonna fit in there you know even if uh even if work <laughs> conflicts i'll have to make up those hours somehow basketball is life and ben who would have thought i mean we are we are the biggest raptors homers possible sometimes we'll try to put the players in their place we speak to as objectively as possible but i don't think either of us expected a seven and one record maybe a six and two and maybe pessimistically five and three but seven and one ben pretty incredible yeah no it's it's been a remarkable stretch for this toronto raptors team across the bubble and you mentioned it from the the top down the the whole squad just came out ready to go in this bubble and one guy that's really come on as of late we've been talking about him in the past couple of podcasts Riker stanley johnson tonight he, he had a breakout performance for his Toronto Raptors career. 23 points for him, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, went 4 of 8 from the 3 point uh, from the 3 point line, 9 of 6 from the 9 of 16, sorry, from the field, but he was slashing. He was knocking down his threes, his tight handles. You know, he, I I said it on the a couple of pods ago when he struggled in a game he struggled. He looks really pretty out there. He looks really smooth and tonight the smoothness translated into effectiveness and he hit a game winner in the last game Riker and he did have a few turnovers, five turnovers for the game in 30 minutes, but if if Stanley Johnson with his size and his ability and his ability to ball handle, all that sort of stuff, the intangibles are there. If he's able to do this consistently, do you think he could maybe squeak into the rotation, get a couple minutes during this playoff run? Not even a slight remote chance, Ben. And when you say he looks pretty, are you talking Kelly Oubre pretty or just his his basketball technique pretty? Well, both, both, both. <laughs> I think this is my assessment. I don't want to make it too He's a weird. Good-looking guy. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get called out for that in the comments. This is my assessment of Stanley Johnson. It's it, it sucks because we literally criticized the heck out of this guy. This we really bagged into him. So well, maybe he heard, did. and everyone maybe did. everyone did. Yeah, but now it, now it makes us seem a little foolish that he had two good games. Was it? He played all right the last game as well, but. It mm-hmm. makes sense in a way. It does make sense because you're playing against the least talented defense that you would go up against, right? The you know the, you're, you're playing against the other team's deep bench. He does clearly have confidence when he goes out there. He plays a little bit out of control from what we've seen during the bubble. But if he can slow the game down in his head, he does have the technique to support it. And we said yep. this last time too. Physically, he has incredible size for his position. So I don't think he's there's no chance he's gonna get any run this playoffs. But I, I think if he did stick around for one more season, he could actually end up becoming some sort of not a rotational piece necessarily, but if he actually worked on his game with our amazing development staff, then I think he could become a player in the NBA again. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you on the the playoff position. I don't think he's We'd have to have some serious injuries to really see him get an opportunity, but who knows? Maybe we're struggling in the second round or something, and we need someone to really come in and switch it up, and he's he's playing well these past couple games, but you, you hit the nail on the head right there, and Stanley Johnson, when he's playing under control, because especially in the first few games of the bubble, it just seemed like he couldn't dribble the basketball. It was flying all over the place. He rushed his shots. They were going off the side of the backboard, but tonight, 
He his drives looked completely under control. He he's so strong. People just bounce off him. There was a couple. Yeah, he, he did elbow a guy in the head once. Got a flagrant foul in this game, but a couple times did even got called for an offense. A couple offensive fouls that were just weird because people were bouncing off him. But he was he looked under control in this one. Aside for a couple of those plays, but is finishing around the rim. He has a nice touch. The threes, he was hitting them from deep, not rushing, not forcing up any jumpers. T- had a heat check here or there, but I was really impressed with the game from, from Stanley Johnson. And yeah, he's under contract with the Toronto Raptors next season, so I can really see him becoming... I, I go further than you. I, th- I could see him becoming a rotation piece, depending on what the roster looks like. And yeah, that's you fair. know, and if he continues to if he continues to play like this, maybe that that twenty twenty one max contract slot that we're we're saving oh, up for will go to him. <laughs> no, listen, let's not even go down that path, Ben. But there's two things that are <laughs> popping off the box or the yeah the box score for me here. Pick which one you want to talk about. Both, obviously, but whichever one you want to start with. One, you'd think Terrence Davis playing the most minutes this game. This should be his opportunity to really get out there, get a, get some legs under him. He's he's trying to make a spot for himself in the playoffs. Didn't look like he showed out tonight. Maybe maybe the his shooting is a little bit deceiving. I, I didn't have the benefit of the eye test here. I didn't see this game. And then the second thing is... I, you know, he doesn't even have a picture on the NBA app that I'm looking at. <laughs> Paul Watson, I guess he, I guess I need to commit him to memory because he's coming up a lot lately. <laughs> Looks like he had a an outpouring. So I don't know. Do you take it away, Ben? Let's hear about these two fellas. <laughs> well, we're bringing up Paul Watson right here. I cannot take this this forgetfulness from you with Paul Watson. We brought it up multiple times on the broadcast. Who this guy is? He's he's shown out in a lot of late games, and you just don't remember who the guy is. Paul Watson came to play tonight. Looked like a mixture of LeBron James and Kevin Durant, knocking down threes, left, right, and center, whether they were contested or not. Had a couple ferocious dunks, twenty-two points, six rebounds, a couple of assists. A really strong game from Paul Watson. We'll talk about TD after, but Paul Watson's a guy, Riker, we can't take this slander anymore. He's got some size for a a wing position. He's able to knock down the three, and, you know, Matt Matt Devlin kept talking about it. He's he's down a whole... Oh, no, that's Malcolm Miller. Forget that that point, but... (laughs) But Paul Watson, he he really showed out in this game. Well, uh, he's an intriguing guy because... He kind of he's very much under the radar, and we haven't seen a lot of the deep bench. I think throughout the season because the actual bench is pretty new to the Raptors as well. <laughs> Whereas before, you know, our our actual bench is pretty solidified group of NBA guys. Whereas this season, we have mm-hmm. so many up and comers that you you just come to expect them all to play well, right? So oftentimes they're they're dominating the narrative, but. Could you see Paul Watson as being a guy that sticks around? You know, we you mentioned Malcolm Miller. He's a guy that's been on the Raptors seemingly for ages and has never been able to progress on to crack any significant minutes, right? But it seems like he goes mm-hmm. out there and does the right things. But in watching Paul Watson play, do you think that this is a guy that could actually elevate beyond just the deep bench, bench minutes? Like next season, could he become a real player as well? Well, the interesting thing about Paul Watson is the Raptors love to sign guys in their deep bench that can knock down the threes. As you as you've said, we've had Malcolm Miller on the deep bench for a while. Have, we've had guys like uh, Jordan Lloyd on that roster. Shamori Pons is the guy that uh, 
uh, Watson replaced this season. But those are the type of guys Masai likes to have on that, that roster, people that can shoot threes. But none of them tend to stick around because the two things that you need to be a Toronto Raptor to crack the rotation are need to be able to shoot threes with, you know, with some minor exceptions like Rondé or some different people. But you also need to play remarkable defense. And that's the reason Rondé is in the rotation. He's still a, a fringe member of that. But Paul Watson's got the size. He has the length. He, he seems pretty mobile out there on the defensive end. He seems really athletic. Showed out with a couple of really nice dunks in this one. Uh, during the regular season, I remember he had a couple pretty ferocious blocks. So he, he seems like a guy that can that can guard out there. Obviously, it's a small sample size, but clearly he can knock down the three. He, he's shown a decent ball handling skill. Obviously, it all needs to sort of come together, and I'm sure, you know, Nick Nurse sees him in practice, and if he was shown out like this, he'd get more of an opportunity during the regular season, but I don't know, he's another guy like Stanley Johnson, all the intangible scene there to really obviously not crack the rotation during the playoffs when they're, when the big games matter, but I could see him sticking around and maybe being one of those bench guys that enter into the conversation the coming years. Yeah, and it's, you know what, to be to crack the rotation, and I think the only exception to this is Matt Thomas because of how incredible shooting he is he can just get shots up even with somebody glued to his hip everybody else defense and yep. a lot of the guys in the raptors they're hustle players they'll hoist up their threes they have athleticism but that doesn't guarantee you're going to be a good defender raptors they're among the best defenses in the nba and they're specifically among the best three-point defenders in the nba and to do that that's not man-to-man coverage you know you can shut down one three-point def- uh, shooter but usually what ends up happening is all these off-ball screens you need to have terrific communication as as a unit you need to be able mm-hmm. to operate as a five-man defense and that requires iq and that's the reason we see a lot of the deep bench guys they don't shift up is either because they don't have the ability to play five-man defense they might be good at shooting they might have athleticism on its own but if you know if you're able to go in and show that you can put up a couple points and play team defense then there is a potential future there on the Toronto Raptors yeah for sure and those are the two guys that really had big games off the bench tonight Boucher had another solid one nine points nine rebounds nothing too exciting from Boucher Malcolm Miller as you mentioned He's a knockdown shooter. He's a stroker. He can come out and hit the threes, but 10 points for him, two or three shooting, not not nothing else that really catches you off guard. Duan Hernandez, he's kind of a, a, a guy we, we didn't see much of in the regular season due to injury, but he had a couple nice floaters, got blocked a lot underneath the rim, but seven rebounds. You know, the, the bench, not too exciting, but Terrence Davis, I think, is a guy we got to bring up because he's a guy that was our the the guy that you and I picked to probably be that eighth man, especially when McCall went down, but he's really struggled in the bubble and as you mentioned, his his field goal percentage was really poor tonight, but he did hit a couple threes, which is nice to see a little step back at one point in this game. Fourteen points, six rebounds, three assists. I don't know if it was necessarily a positive game from TD. He got hit in the eye at one point too, and he returned to the game. It might have looked like he scratched his cornea or something, but it seemed fine. But I don't know. It it still wasn't the most encouraging game from TD, but it could be one of those step games that that sort of break you out of a slump, and then he can come in, maybe get get some run against Brooklyn, and then see what happens. You think so? Fifteen shots in thirty four minutes, and you're not making them at a very high volume. Like to me, that's it doesn't breathe a lot of confidence. I, I, would you say this, yeah, well, Ben? Because you, sorry to cut you off, but you yeah. you said it. Both of us had him pegged as being the most likely eighth guy to come off the bench. 
But Matt Thomas has made a case for himself. Chris Boucher has made a case for himself. Um, who, who Was there a fourth person that was fighting for it? Ronnie Hollis Jefferson. He's kind of a maybe. But would you say that we, would you say that it's now most likely that Terrence Davis is at the bottom of the list to make that eight, that eighth man? Like, were we completely wrong? <laughs> Honestly, it, it might be. He's really struggled out there, and I'm hoping this is a game because he had a couple of those patented TD2 or TD step-back shots, you know, that, that, are, that are nice to see. But I don't know. It, if he continues to play at this, not knocking down shots, not looking that confident, I I just don't see him, especially with his size, coming off the bench. And we have Fred and uh, Kyle that can run the point and run that sort of position. Norman Powell's obviously going to be there. I, I honestly, the way that, that the past games have gone, Matt Thomas, he's done solid, but obviously he needs to add a bit more to his game to really become more well-rounded or he needs to get better at getting open threes. But I think it might be Chris Boucher. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's probably going to be the guy, but... I'd like to see Chris Boucher maybe get that first crack at being the eighth man. Again, nine points, nine rebounds tonight. Does a really solid job at blocking shots, getting those boards. But I don't know. His size, just his size and his ability to shoot the three, gives him the edge in my perspective over Rondé. I like his game, and we are pretty stacked. If we can keep the guards healthy, and I say we just if the guards stay healthy on the Toronto Raptors, like you said, <laughs> you cut. and I if are gonna. <laughs> if you and I can come will. down to the bubble. <laughs> health and safety into our into the guards of the Toronto Raptors then I think that it's probably it's probably more beneficial to give a guy like Boucher run especially if he's able to do the work of guards i.e. three-point shooting and creating a little bit of offense and just being an x-factor dark horse out there when you're you know when there's a lot of focus on on the bigger name players if you're able to be the next man up I think it makes sense that Boucher could get run and it's not very often that we're completely off the mark but I think you know we need to humbly admit that Terrence Davis yeah he probably has slipped in the in the rankings to to get some run which is surprising how well he did throughout the whole season so that's it it just goes to show you know you need to be ready to play and anything can happen yeah, we. I did say I thought McCall would be that guy, but I guess that's to the furthest off the mark because he's not even playing right now. <laughs> but TD was the person I wanted. But I don't know. No, Norman Powell, we were 14 minutes in. Norman Powell also had a really solid game, 15 points, 6 rebounds. He was the best player on the court for most of this game, you know, the most talented guy out there. So what you'd expect from Norman Powell, nice to see him hit a couple shots. But tonight... The, let's let's swing into the segments, Riker. We'll fly through these. Tonight, the spicy P lay of the day. It, it's got to go to Stanley Johnson. Just hitting some threes. Hitting some heat check threes with guys in, in his face. It was, just, it was just crazy to see Stanley Johnson have a complete turnaround of 180 of his performance and have such a big night tonight. Ben, to, to get the Damari Gold Star, the Damari Carroll Gold Star and... Only a couple of days ago to now get the spicy PLA. He's doing something right. Yeah, back-to-back spicy PLAs of the day because he hit that game winner in the last true, one. So true. shout out Stanley Johnson. You know, Powell Watson also gets him to some credit here from the spicy PLAs of the day with all of threes he was knocking down. But not all plays can be the spicy PLA of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And I alluded to this earlier, but Duan Hernandez was underneath the rim. Honestly, Duan <laughs> and Rondé. Both both of them had stretches in this where I feel like there was there was a couple possessions where they got blocked four or five times just in the single possession. I don't really I don't know the specific play, but I remember just seeing them trying to go back up with it and back up with it. And they're just getting 
kept getting swatted by Bulbul and Miles or, or Mason Plumley, whichever Plumley's on this Nuggets <laughs> team, but definitely made me say, "Oh, geez." Oh yeah, I think actually, I think there might be only one Plumley left in the uh, in the NBA now. But you know what, Bulbul, he's long, he's a shot blocker. Maybe it's not the most embarrassing thing if you're getting blocked against guards every time you're trying to get a shot up. Maybe that, maybe that'd be a little bit worse. <laughs> well. Well, the inverse is is there for Bull Bull. He was getting trying to get offensive rebounds, like he was attacking the rim because he was the biggest guy on the court, like the longest guy, and obviously not the the biggest guy width wise. But he was getting bodied by by Chris Boucher. TD had him on him once and just completely ripped the ball from his hands. It was a it was tough to watch Bull Bull. I think he'll be have a good NBA career, but. Yeah, he was he was getting bullied down low. Yeah, they got lucky though because Michael Porter Jr. is turning into a phenom in his couple of games, and Bull Bull looks promising as well. They snatched up a, a couple of good draft picks. Yeah, for sure. Those guys, then you know, obviously Michael Porter Jr. didn't play tonight, but Porter Jr. has been ridiculous in the bubble. Lots of guys playing well, but finally, the infamous, the one, the only, Demari Carroll Gold Star Award Riker, and in this one. I don't I don't really know who to give it to. The the boys played well. Uh looking at the box. Well Ben, Ben, Ben kind of chilled. Ben, you, know? you know who we can give it to. Well who? it's actually not obvious at all. I don't know why I framed it that way. <laughs> we could give it to the Lakers because the Raptors tonight, they would have solidified, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the best record in the uh, the second best record in the NBA. So if the Raptors make it to the finals, they technically get the home court advantage again. Second year in a row. Hey, actually, I believe that's true. I don't know if the Lakers play any more games, but I think we're second in the league right now. Shout out the Raptors if we get back-to-back years with home court advantage in the finals, but that's looking extremely far ahead, and I don't know how much the home court advantage helps in these games, but I don't know. The the, the noise coming in from the crowd, it might, might amp the guys up. Do you think there's any advantage for home court in this playoffs, Riker? I think so. I mean, you can hear you can hear that they do play typical, like, those sounds when something goes right for the home team or it goes wrong for the away team. I think that I think that those are familiar sounds if you were playing in a, a regular game with fans. And so that, maybe even just the familiarity of it might help a little bit. I'd have to see the stats on if, if it's made a difference now in the bubble. But I think even that and just having, yeah, like having cheers, or that the noise of cheers when something goes your way might subconsciously help your game. Be- maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I have... <laughs> completely off the mark i i don't know but i i think it's good nonetheless raptors second best team in the nba technically the best team in the nba we know it in our hearts we don't need the (laughs) the scores to tell us that but that's it yeah it doesn't even matter because the lakers weren't going to make the finals anyway the blazers are clearly going to get that w but let's know what you guys think are you guys (laughs) are you guys excited for the playoffs obviously the the raptors start their series against the brooklyn nets next week i believe they the first game's monday schedule's up on our instagram so definitely check that out you're the best to make this far check out the twitter the instagram all the cool stuff Riker, any last words that's it ben playoffs monday cheers Woo.